Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to the Daily Daf Differently. This is Rabbi Danny Nevins, and today we'll be studying Tractate Eruvin Daf Yudtad, page 19. Brace yourselves, we're going today to the gates of hell. Rabbi Yirmiyah, the son of Elazar, has been our teacher for the last page or so, and uh, he continues to teach us Agadot. And he starts with a very familiar rabbinic type of statement, Bo re'eh shalok midat ha'kadosh baruch hu, midat basar v'dam. Come and see that not like God are humans. Uh, in other words, this is a differentiation between God and humanity. Midat basar v'dam, mitchayev adam, hariga l'machut, matilin lo chaka, l'toch piv, k'deshe lo yikalkel et ha-melech, yikalel et ha-melech. Um, when a human court executes somebody, puts them to death, they stuff their mouth with some sort of a device to prevent the person from screaming insults at the king uh, before he's put to death. Uh, but this is not the way of God. When God uh, sentenced someone to death, that is when the religious courts representing God sentenced someone to death, uh, we they're not going through this practice. The funny thing is, though, that this text doesn't claim that the courts don't gag their uh, their prisoners before executing them. It proves its its point through a verse, L'cha dumia tehila, to you silence is praise, uh, and claims that the religious uh, convict is somehow praising God at the moment of his death. This leads to some strange discussions about uh, the nature of repentance and whether the truly wicked uh, continue in their wickedness until the very gates of hell, or whether they have repented. And there are court sources that are brought to support one side or the other. Traditions associated with uh, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi have the uh, the wicked uh, sort of being matzdiket adin, acknowledging the justice of the divine justice and saying, Ribbono Sha'olam, Yafet Dante, Yafet Zikita, Yafet Yavta, Yafet Tikanta, Gehinam, Levishaim, Gan Eden, Tzadikim. That they say, you know, God, you did a good job. You judged justly. You uh, made those who were righteous. Uh, you exonerated them. And you, uh, you uh, found guilty those who were truly guilty. You were correct to create Gehenna for the wicked and the Gan Eden, the Garden of Eden for the righteous. It's a very lovely image that um, that even people going to hell uh, acknowledge the fairness of it. Um, but then the Gemara is not so sure. It says, "Ini is it so?" Don't we have another tradition that uh, Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish teaches? The the wicked. Even if the gates of hell don't return in tshuva and in repentance, and uh, cites here from the end of the book of Isaiah about the um, the wicked being poshim that they remain um, evil doers even uh, as they decompose. You go on um, in this this vein, but then you get to some much more um, more positive imagery in which it says 
uh, in a sort of uh, religiously jingoistic fashion that, well, the difference is Jewish versus non-Jewish. Non-Jewish wicked people stay wicked to the end. Jewish people, uh, the Poshe Yisrael, um, they actually do know to repent. That much they know, that at the very end they know to come back to God. And here they say a famous um, midrash based on the Song of Songs, Kepelech HaRimon Rakatech, your neck is like a slice of pomegranate, apparently a nice praise for women back then. Uh, the rabbis uh, explain this, that um, Rakatech, they play it's Reikatech, even the Reikim, Reikanim, the most empty, that is, the um, the least worthy Jews are nevertheless like Pelacharimon, like a slice of a pomegranate stuffed full of seeds of mitzvot. And so even the worst Jews, they claim, are nevertheless um, worthy enough not to go to hell, as we've got this famous statement that Poshe Yisrael ain't ur gehinam bahem, because the, the wicked of Israel are never burned by the, the fires of hell. Um, and uh, Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish teaches this from the uh, the second altar in the temple, the little incense altar, which was uh, made of acacia wood covered with a very thin uh, layer of gold. And, you know, I guess the incense got pretty hot, and you would think that a gold leaf of just the thickness of a coin, of a dinar, uh, would not be able to protect the wood underneath from the heat of the incense, but it did. Uh, so, too, the children of Israel are not burned by fire, according to Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish. You can look at the end of Tractate Chagiga for another discussion of this point. Um, but what interests me here is where it continues back to Rabbi Yumiah, the son of Elazar, who says that there are three gates to hell. Uh, one is in the desert, one is under the sea, and one is in Jerusalem. The one in the desert, I think we can understand, because after all, we have the story of um, Korach and his followers, they all were dragged down, fell down towards uh, Sha'ol um, while still alive. Uh, how do we know that there's a gate to hell in, under the sea? Well, of course, we know that from the book of Jonah, when he's in the uh, belly of the fish, he says that little prayer, Mi beten sha'ol shivati, I've prayed to you from the belly of hell. Um, Shemata koli, you've heard my voice. But how do we know that there's a gate to hell in Jerusalem? Well, here too we have, of course, uh, a verse, um, and this one is in uh, the book of Isaiah, and it says, Nu'um Adonai asher ur lo betzion. says the Lord, that has light in Zion, but perhaps it's fire in Zion, and he has a furnace in Jerusalem. And taught in the name of um, the school of Rabbi Yishmael, we say, um, When it says that God has fire in Zion, that refers to hell. And the, uh, the uh, furnace in Jerusalem is referring to the, <laughs> the entrance the entryway to Gehenna. Now the rabbis are a little puzzled. Is it not true that there are other places that you can enter hell? Um, and they uh, they bring up a variety of different verses, and they say, no, these are all just synonyms. There are different names um, for hell, seven names for hell. And it's all quite interesting that the rabbis believed that Jerusalem is not only sort of a, a portal, an entryway to heaven, a place where God dwells 
between the the shoulders of Benjamin, as it says, the end of Deuteronomy, which the rabbis understood to mean in Jerusalem, between the hills of Jerusalem. But Jerusalem is also the access point um, for the worst, uh, for for hell. Now, if we can end on a more positive note, a siyum mishichi, a, a redemptive type of ending, uh, having noted that there are three entrances to hell in the world, we now speak about the entrance to the Garden of Eden. And uh, here we have Gan Eden. Amar Rish Lakish, im be'aretz Yisrael hu be'et sha'an pitcho. Rish Lakish says that if the entrance to the Garden of Eden is in Israel, then it must be in Beit Sha'an. Beit Sha'an is a town up north, uh, a little bit south of um, the of the Kinneret. And uh, to this day, there are great uh, archaeological finds that you can go there, Roman-era city, but also beautiful old synagogues. Uh, I guess Beit Sha'an was known as being a particularly fertile place, being right where the Jordan River comes out of the Kinneret, it is very full of trees, and so that makes sense as a location within Israel for Gan Eden. But that's not the only option. The Im Ba'arabaya, and if it's in Arabia, that uh, that we're going to claim that the Garden of Entrance, Garden of Eden, can be entered. Beit Garam Pitro. There's a place called Beit Garam, which is the actual entrance. Apparently, that was an oasis that was particularly uh, fruitful. But if it's in Mesopotamia, literally between the rivers, um, then according to Reish Lakish, the entrance to the Garden of Eden must be in a place called Dumaskanin, uh, Dumaskanin Pitcho. Uh, now, then the editor sort of adds in a little bit of a debate between <laughs> Abaye and Rava about which area was more fruitful and more worthy of being considered uh, Edenic, being the entrance to the Garden of Eden. But Babel, if you're talking about Babylonia already, Abaye mishtabech beperi demavar yemina. According to Abaye, the east bank of the Euphrates has the better fruits, whereas Rava mishtabech beperi decharpana. Harpanya, whereas uh, Rava claims that it's the other side that has the better fruits. Apparently, the west side of the uh, of the Euphrates is the one that has the better fruits. We are going to have to call it quits there, but I think we should all be adding to our bucket list that um, whereas the entrance to the gates of hell maybe should be best avoided, the entrance to the Garden of Eden is something that we can all aspire to find together with the righteous of all nations, may our final resting place be in its blessed boundaries. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.